Lieutenant Worf. Yes, Commander. How did they die? They died well. Do you wish the bodies returned? They are now only empty shells. Dispose of them as you see fit. Worf, when your tour of duty on the Enterprise is complete, consider serving with us. Your training and experience would benefit us. And perhaps there are some things we could teach you. I am honored. Thank you. I was just being polite, sir. Ah, commendable, Lieutenant. Space Pride, a gay Star Trek podcast. I am one of your hosts, Johnson, and with me is my co-host, Mike. Mike, how are you today? Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. I am doing all right. End of day Wednesday. How was your day? It was okay. It was okay. Yeah, it was rainy here, so it's kind of blah. I kind of feel a little blah, but... Yeah, because you get get, uh, sad or... Seasonal, yeah, I'm a little, yeah, weather. I'm a little, uh, yeah, I'm a little, um, affected by the weather. So meanwhile, yes. meanwhile, I'm like a cave dweller. <laughs> you are. Yes. Nothing you could, as we said yesterday, I think it was, you could live on a starship because I think that you, would be very comfortable in a starship. Yes. But I'm, yeah. you know, I'm reading, uh, so I just started listening to Andy Weir's new book. I don't know uh, Project yeah. Hail Mary. So he wrote The Martian. Okay. And okay. Uh, also a couple other books and his latest book just How came many out. books are you quote unquote reading right now? I mean, I re- I mean, I'm listening to like three or four books right now. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I get bored with one or I need a distraction or a new book comes out or it depends on my mood, really. Sometimes I listen to podcasts. All right, tell us about this book. So it's uh it's about these spores that are actually taking energy and diminishing the sun. Oh. So, so much to to the point where it's going to affect actually kill basically extinction level event the earth. Oh, interesting. Because okay. if uh and so this there's this high school scientist who is the lead of this book who used to be a research scientist. He's now maybe is a junior high um, science teacher, but oh, even worse, uh, he has uh, he he helped develop like figure out what they were and all of these things. So he is now um, in the Tau Ceti solar system. Uh, Spoilers for anybody. I'm not going to obviously I'm only partway through it, but he he's in the Tau Ceti solar system and is about to meet. or is is in trying to figure out what's going on try, because Tau Ceti is not affected by these spores, and uh, he's so there. they're in contact with the solar system. 
They're they're little like microscopic spores that no, are. No, no, no. I'm saying he's in he's in Tau City. He now he's in Tau City, yes. Uh, uh, oh. It's like set like he's remembering things, so it goes back to how he got there and pieces come back. So Oh, okay. It's 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 it's, a, it's an unfolding mystery and uh it's very you know it's very interesting it's actually uh got some good you know interesting science you actually would like this book that like you i think, I think you would, would like, like this book yeah I, I think you would i think you would like a lot of his writing because a lot of it is science-based right like the martian I, I eat that stuff up yeah like the martian in the book mm-hmm. how he figures out how many potatoes Mm-hmm. He needs to grow and how to grow them and like how long, like all of that is. It gets science. very technical. Yeah, he gets yes, very technical. Yes, yes. So you should. I'm you like, would... show me the Excel charts. Yes. So you would really like Andy Weir. Uh, so yeah. So I'm enjoying that, and I apologize for anyone who wants to read that book. There, I and told you a little. Thing. I didn't spoil the whole thing because I'm not. I'm part way through it, but I did tell you some of the details that slowly unfold as the book reads. So okay uh so yeah so i'm reading that uh yesterday was star wars day so i watched a whole actually i've I've been on a star wars watching binge for the last couple of days i started on sunday i started re-watching season seven of the clone wars because the bad batch just came out on star wars day yesterday may the 4th yes yes. and uh so i'm watching that all right so i've been watching that and i just am finishing just finished season one so i watched all of season seven of the clone wars i watched the bad batch yesterday and over the last week or so i've also been re-watching the mandalorian season one as well so i just finished that today as well so now last star wars yeah i just been in a star wars mood i know this is a star trek podcast i did watch our homework for this episode yeah it's our homework um and you know yeah this is a good place to talk about it i'm having a little bit of enterprise withdrawal i you know i'm gonna be right well you've been so much of it in like two weeks yeah and i actually saw a post by uh cbs or paramount plus or whatever it is on instagram today and today is the on this day i don't know so many years ago E2 uh premiered on um okay so I kind of I so I'm, I'm I think, that, I think was I'm, that third third season episode I don't know if it was Zindi or the Zindi arc or whether it was season two I'm hoping it's season two because I have a feeling because I don't remember a lot from season two that I might go back and watch some season two there's uh, some stuff during the Zindi arc that's like totally standalone it's like yeah there is maybe maybe it was maybe it is from from there uh but i i think i'm gonna go and uh i think it's the one where they meet their descendants on the enterprise right or something like that oh maybe i don't i i okay you know the 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 clip came up and it was just the nx our nx01 seeing that another nx01 was coming up behind i'm 90 percent sure it's like season three okay Yeah. All right. Well, I'll, I'll, so I think I might go that's watch cool episode. that one. Yeah. It's a good episode. Yeah. I have good. And memory. you don't need, you don't need to know much about the Zindi War. No, I mean, I know enough about the Zindi War. It's just, you know, I don't, it doesn't, I, I'm just not interested in going back and watching the Zindi arc again, you know? Right. But it would be great if it were season two, but I might take a look and glance through some season two episodes. But I am withdrawing from it. Uh, and I'm, 
I have to say that I've seen some more posts on people watching Enterprise. Oh, I listened to the Pod Directive, the official Star Trek podcast. Uh, and uh, <laughs> the plug, yes. Well, I mean, I'm not plugging it. It is enjoyable because Tani Newsom from um, yes. from Lower Decks is on there. Correct. Paul F. Tompkins, they host it. And this week's episode is uh, they talk with Tani's two moms, her right. TV mom and her real mom. And mm. her real mom is a huge enterprise. Oh, that's so random. And yeah. So um, in fact, I think she said it's her favorite series. Oh my God. I've never so, met or talked to a huge Enterprise fan. That's very rare. Yeah. So I'm, uh, yeah. so yeah, I guess she, yeah, her mom has watched the ser- Enterprise through the entire series through four times. Oh my God. That's a lot. So, um, so yeah. So I have a lot of, I'm gaining a lot more respect for Jonathan Archer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I, I miss, you know, after last week's kind of talk about the finale, mm-hmm. I'm still kind of, you know, reeling from the <laughs> fact that uh, they, <sighs> they got shafted from their finale. And, oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, so I, I'm having it's a over. little. It's over. It's ha- over. Ha- I'm having some enterprise withdrawal, but it is the 20th anniversary uh, when we go to Las Vegas this summer. I'm sure there'll be a little bit of somewhat of a focus on enterprise. You know, what's really funny is that obviously it was the one of the least popular series, if not the least popular series, but uh, by rating standards, I wouldn't say. Oh, you it, know, but yeah. I mean, by rating standards, but also I think, and this, and this is, um, you know, I, I, I listened to the 538 podcast. I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's like no. a politics podcast, but they're all about statistics. Um, and they're all about polling. I had done no polling, so there's no data to back up <laughs> this claim. It's entirely qualitative based upon nothing. But I just haven't really heard people talking about enterprise, like just in, in fandom conversation. Like it doesn't really just come up. No one's like, this is my favorite episode of enterprise or this is my favorite series. Like it just doesn't, it, it just doesn't come up in the discourse. So by that measure, I'm kind of like, I think it's the least popular, but who knows? Because they like, think there's an about this too. It's for no books. You know, there really, you know, there really hasn't, it ended weird. It was the end of Rick Berman's Star Trek legacy. You know, it was like, there were so many weird things about it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, but I think because this is the 20th anniversary, I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna see some renaissance. I think we're gonna see more conversations about it. Uh, so I'm actually, uh, you know, and it, honestly, like getting a, getting a picture with Scott Bakula and, or Jolene Blaylock would be pretty cool. Although I don't know if either one of them are going to be there, but, will they? Will they? um, but it, you know, I think, I think I'm actually more excited about that than I am about Voyager's 25th anniversary, which was last year, mm-hmm. which I think we're going to see a lot of focus for too. I mean, I am gypped last year. Yeah. Cause they got gypped last year, yeah, they got yeah. last year. And, I, and I still am excited about the, the Voyager document documentary, which will be out in a couple of years, but um, what is, I, don't know. I think enterprise. Though, what is interesting though, is that even though it hasn't really, um, it, it, it hasn't really been that popular. If you recall, Star Trek Beyond, like there was a big callback 
to Enterprise with the make like the lead villain the with the Mako. Yeah, yeah. And um like the ship they found really did look like, you know, like and that the NX series. Like mm-hmm. I was like when I watching was when I was watching Beyond with my friends, I was the only one to get all those references because I actually was the only one to watch Enterprise. Like they were like more like TNG, like you know, once in a while TNG watchers. Um, and I was like, oh, it's a Mako. And they're like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And there, and I was like, oh, that's like a, that's like a NX kind of ship. And they have no idea, you know. Yeah. So that was actually a big callback. And then we also have a lot of callbacks um, in Discovery, actually, because you know, since they're pre-TOS, they, mm-hmm. they do a lot. They do a callback to John, you know, a few Jonathan Archer, Archer was one of the great captains of yes, one of the, the Federation, yeah. Starfleet. Um, yeah, like there, there were I, I I don't remember all of them on top of my head, but there were there was actually quite a few that were peppered out. Peppered throughout, particularly season one and season two, hmm. um, like callbacks to Enterprise, which I thought was interesting. I don't I remember like, hmm, those I quite as much. Get that reference, but you know, I don't remember a lot of those references. But I maybe... no, there weren't a lot, but they there were quite a few peppered throughout the I recall. Sure. Yeah. Um, when I was like, huh, I wonder how many people know what they're talking about. Yeah, well, the only one I really remember is the uh, list of great captains that uh, Saru told the computer yes. to compare himself to. Yes. Um, and Jonathan Archer was on there. Um, but yeah, so hopefully, you know, I think we'll see a lot more about Enterprise this year. And hopefully, uh, you know, I-, I loved season four. I mean, nothing's going to come of it. And, you know, I so based upon something you said as well, about the rabbit hole of memory alpha and 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 memory beta yes Uh, i did a little bit on my lunch break one day last week i did a little bit of a um rabbit hole with the post enterprise books because i wanted to see how they wrapped like what they did in that and um yeah nothing grabbed me off the you know said oh i should pick this up or read this you know it was right there aren't um there were you know there were some interesting ideas but um uh, you know i'm not as familiar with the writers it's not like a dayton ward i know that they're they were semi-famous i think michael mangles was one of them but it just uh yeah it didn't grab me quite the same way as um you know the other things which speaking of an Another book that's coming out this month is the Discovery book, Wonderlands, which covers part of the year that um, Sonequa Martin-Green, Burnham, Burnham, is uh, in the 32nd century all by herself. So so that's coming out later this month. So I will pick that one up and hopefully that one will grab me quicker than the last Star Trek book did. I had to put the last one down. I recall. It was yeah. like you read one chapter and then you were done. For oh, yeah, it was the Riker novel for yeah, Picard. The one. Yeah, and but then I went back to it and it turned out it was good. So, so yeah. Yeah. So there's a, you know, there's what I've, a little bit of what I've been reading and doing. And, um, oh, and I did watch the episode of, I did watch one episode of Elite. I've not watched yes, anymore. Yeah, I can't believe you should, I need, you need to rewatch the whole episode in Spanish. It's like so I don't think different. I'm going. I'm not going to do that. I will watch the so second different. episode in because no, it's confusing. Because like there is a scene where Nadia is in class and she speaks up. She she stands up and speaks in English, 
but to you, they're she's they're all just speaking English. It's like very confusing. Well, they're, I, so they're if you're talking about lost. Okay. Well, if yeah. you're talking about the time where she introduces herself, right? They're actually supposed to do it in French. So oh she's actually my gosh, talking, that's so She's confusing. talking in French. Uh, and, okay, uh, she's in an English class. That's an English class. Ah, okay. Yeah, ah. it's not a French class. It's an English class okay. because, yeah, it's like an advanced school. We know this. Yeah, um, right. And in that class, they're all supposed to be, it's an English teacher. Ah, okay. Yeah, I did not get that. But again, a lot, of the, a lot of the references in it are, um, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not sure I'm going to watch the whole season. Uh, give it two more episodes. I will try to give it in English, but uh, I mean, watching in Spanish rather. What else do I, I? And I still need to start for all mankind. I still have not started that. I mean, I don't know how to help you. It's so. Good. I mean, there's just so much content to watch right now, and yeah. Well, um, right now I'm watching The Handmaid's Tale. Oh gosh, back. because we need more post-apocalyptic. I don't think it's it's not your type of show. No, it's not. No. No, I, I I actually did watch the first season way 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 back. I don't remember how it ended, to be honest. The first season, but uh, she gets into a truck. She gets into a truck. That's yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. And there, you're like, what what are they going to do with her? That's the cliffhanger, season one. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. Nope, I have no idea. I don't remember that, but I think also, I'm not really into post-apocalyptic i love post-apocalyptic uh, no no life is already you know stressful enough <laughs> i love i do not need uh, yes. more stress uh yes. which is why you know watching things like why i binged enterprise why i go back to babylon 5 why i you know actually you know your suggestion you're bringing up star trek beyond i i think i might actually add that into the rotation as well to kind of pick out the enterprise references in there, which I am sure I got watching it a lot. I've only seen it once. So, oh, I, you know, in, in so I, I might pick that up because uh, I do like Kayla and there's, there is a lot of chatter. There is an unnamed Star Trek movie on the, on tap for June, 2023. Oh my God. Another we have no other details. Potential TBD Star Trek project, Star Trek movie project that will, that will probably not go anywhere, but possibly. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this Jeff is the third one. This is the third. Uh, yeah, there was the other one. I don't remember who. Quentin Tarantino's one. Quentin Tarantino's there was another yes. one. Yeah, this yes. is the third one. Or yeah. well, there's been no details. Uh, Jeff Russo, who is the uh, conductor, is that the right word? Conductor, music creator of uh, Discovery. He's the composer composer thank you could not think of the word composer of discovery music and picard music said that uh i think his name is nathan holly i'm gonna that was probably not correct that sounds like that asshole um senator who uh, is who is part of the insurrection back in january but um he said that he's he's read the script read this one script and he said that it is excellent so i don't know if uh, i saw that uh, too i was like all right i mean we'll see you know it's hard to you know sure one person reading it who knows um who knows but uh you know i i would be up for a really good 
movie. But the, I think one of the things I also read is that I think that whatever movies come out now are going to be tied into this new Star Trek universe that they've created. So, um, so you mean like not the Kelvin timeline? Yes. I mean, you know, that, that would seem to make sense, but who knows? Who knows? Who knows if it'll happen? Who knows? There's been so many fits and starts with these things that it's really hard to say. And there are absolutely no details. No just details. just sort of a placeholder, I think, in June 2023. Which, uh, speaking of all the movies that are coming out, we you, we talked about this, uh, all the Marvel stuff. Is this out. a structure podcast or is it like an everything else podcast at the moment? Well, at the moment, it's everything. <laughs> it's an everything else podcast. You used uh, to want to talk about the episode that we picked. <laughs> You're like putting it off. Am I? <laughs> <laughs> you picked it. I did pick it. Uh, randomly, I'll say, but uh, I did well, pick it. Well, it was like random, but there's some order to the randomness. Like you want to be more bit. random. And I was like, I don't know, maybe. No, you're right. Yeah. No. Um, but anyway, but yeah, Mar- so you were going to say there were a lot of Marvel Marvel movies coming yeah. out, but we won't we won't go down that rabbit hole and I'll let you carry us seg- <laughs> carry segue us into, into the next thing. segment of the episode. Yeah, yeah. Great. Well, so as some of our listeners know, we have been unsure about what to talk about. We, you know, we've thrown around a few ideas and last the last episode at the end, we were like, what are we going to talk about next? Uh, so Mike and I had a chat about this and we bounced around a couple ideas. We had like a mini brainstorm at like 8.15 a.m. because whatever. And this is actually Mike's idea. It's not mine, so I can't take credit for it because it may or may not turn out to be a good idea and our listeners may or may not be interested. <laughs> so you're reserving judgment I'm on the just, idea. Well, I'm also caveating that none of this is on me. So you either get all the credit oh, or get all the blame. Wow. So. Yeah. Wow. But anyway, so Mike's suggestion was to go back to our TNG roots because that's really where I think our fandom for Star Trek developed and to basically pick one episode from each of the seven seasons to watch. And the point here is to kind of pick um, like something that's a little bit more like underrated, a little bit less talked about. You know, again, I'm I'm lobbying for sub rosa for season seven we're not there yet but you know we'll get there eventually and i allowed mike to pick the first episode from season one and he decided to pick heart of glory which is season one episode what number 18 19 or 20 depending 19 or 20 depending on whether you count uh, point as as one or two so yes Netflix what is it, counts. What is it, it officially? What is it officially? Uh, it's probably uh, it's probably twenty. Okay, great. It's probably twenty. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Heart of Glory. So why don't we go ahead and talk about this episode? Put down the phaser. Wait. I do not believe this. Believe it. I have tasted your heart. You have been with them, but you are still of us. Do not deny the challenge of your destiny. Get off your knees and soar. Open your eyes and let the dream take flight. My brother, it is you who does not see. 
You look for battles in the wrong place. The true test of a warrior is not without, it is within. Here, here is where we meet the challenge. It is the weaknesses in here a warrior must overcome. Cool. So, Mike, um, I don't know if you have the synopsis in front of you. If not, I'll give you a moment to pull it up. But why don't you give our listeners a quick overview of what this episode was about? So the, the short and sweet version of this is Worf must choose between his loyalty to Starfleet and his Klingon heritage when two Klingon fugitives take over the Enterprise. And and takeover that just, is kind of like that, a strong word. I don't know if they actually takeover is takeover. a very strong word. That's exactly I was like, what I was like gonna a, say. It's just like like um what, what rascals where the Frengi like literally do take over the enterprise. Like, yeah, no, this it's is nothing, it's nothing like that, that. Is definitely not a, a great um description of the episode, but it is uh I think one of the first Klingon yes. episodes of the next generation, and yes. So that's and, part of the reason why I picked it. And I have um, not been shy about my distaste for season one and season two of The Next Generation. They were obviously testing things, you know, trying to figure things out. Um, but there are definitely things that I was like, is it in this episode? And, you know, I provided... You weren't really there, but I was providing live commentary over Slack. I was like speaking into the void. <laughs> I was like, I, I was there. You were there. My phone you buzzed with ignoring me. I was ignoring you. I, I was, was like, just like, what's this? What's this? Why that? This is hmm. weird. Um, to you know, to no avail. There was there was no response until the end, and I was like, I hope you enjoy my live commentary. And um, I said, enjoy, question mark. Enjoy is a strong word. Yes. But yeah, Mike, so what was your, you know, this is your pick. What was your takeaway from this episode? What were your uh, initial thoughts? Because, it, yeah, it's been forever since I've seen this episode. It has been many, many, Same. many years. I don't, yeah, I, I have Maybe no idea. decades. I, have, I don't even recall, to be totally honest. Right. Um, I mean, there are definitely beats of the episode I would do. I do remember, but. If you were to ask me when I last watched it, I would have no idea. It literally may have been decades. So I agree. You know, I think yeah. that's part of the impetus for for doing this. One, uh, you know, we kind of know what's coming in season one, Tasha's death. Uh, this is the first Klingon episode. Uh, it was really, it was more random. It was kind of like just looking through and saying, oh, this looks interesting. I haven't watched this in a while. Let's watch it. And, you know, as far as, it, it, you know, just an overall picture of the episode, I think this episode actually is one of the better ones from the first season. Like, this is where they're kind of getting their footing. Yeah, like it's the, not like terrible. No, it's not, not terrible. terrible. I wouldn't say it's great, but I would say that it's, it's, it's good. Um, the characters are more used to one another. So there's some more natural interactions. The lighting is still terrible. The lighting is awful. I'm uh, like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So well, bad. the bridge, they never, you know, it took them, well, season two gets a little better with the lighting and the bridge season it three. It doesn't tell, it's not till season three that gets better. Season three. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, you know, when you look, honestly, and since this is season one, next generation, before that, all you had were the original series movies and the original series and you know lighting and that was very you know varied and different as well mm -hmm. so it, you know 
um but the light source (laughs) yeah i mean yeah so it's things like that were distracting worse makeup was distracting it was just uh, like you know i I did not i did not it was different i i but i didn't didn't mind it i i really got into the episode i thought that the the way that the episode started Mm -hmm. uh with the like the emergency at the romulan neutral zone like the speculation about what was also very confusing all right very confusing is not the romulan neutral zone is the klingon federation neutral zone ah but they did mention the neutral zone which is very confusing because i was like is this the romulan neutral zone but it's not because they're literally talking about the Klingon Federation neutral zone. Well, so my, I'm just thinking about this on the cuff, but I don't think that in next generation, there is a neutral zone between the Klingon and the, the Federation. That's what is confusing. So, well, but they bring, you know, they, they have this open speculation. They don't know what's going on. There's been this battle, um, wherever it is, uh, you know, there is this speculation that it is Romulans and they say, Oh, that's the name that we have not heard in a long time. Uh, which the, you know, they do kind of come back to eventually. I think what, um, is it this season or next season? Um, I don't know. The neutral zone actually is the final episode of, uh, of season one and i'm pretty sure that that has to do with romulans yes there is uh, there is so, a, there is a separate romulan neutral zone <laughs> so you know but i just thought that the 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 building of mystery on this episode was really well done i mean that you know they they did you know they didn't know what you were going into which i thought was interesting uh i thought that uh the exploration of the ship took way longer. Than... Oh my God, that took forever. And then yeah. they spend like 10 minutes talking about Jordy's visor. Yeah. I, I complain about this. They were like this like transmitter that's like the dinkiest transmitter. I'm like, why would you use this to transmit anything back to the ship? Just use a body cam or something. You know, if you really want to transmit visuals back to the Enterprise. Instead, it was like this elaborate contraption strapped onto Jordy's visor and you can't even tell what's happening. So I was just like, this is terrible. And then it never comes up ever again. Yeah, that, that, that was a funny part that they never used this again, which was kind of And then Picard's like, what is that? What is that thing over there? Which obviously is Commander Riker. Yes, yes. There's like a, you know, you can see the outline of a body. It's like, what is that? And, yeah. And yeah, like Jordy. Has well, to, clearly, uh, you know, one thing when they were doing that, you're, you were like looking at it and like, you know, you can make that out based upon how they did the visuals for that piece of that. But they record obviously recorded that without it, without Picard or, or Patrick Stewart looking at any visuals to have a reference <laughs> to the left. So, yeah, so you know, things like that were a little annoying, but I, th- I thought that the mystery that they built was really, really good. And, and I will say that once we uncovered the Klingons in this ship, the other thing that I found really interesting was that it felt a lot like, even though they had the ridges, you know, and obviously Worf has the ridges on his head, they felt very much like the Klingons of the, the original series. They did, yeah. It was like so. their last... TNG era Klingon-y than 
and they were more similar to like TOS. TOS. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, you know, you kind of get that interaction. You do kind of, I mean, I think it's interesting for Worf to kind of, this is war, one of Worf's first interactions with other Klingons. Uh, so there's a bit of story there. You do learn a little bit of about Worf's background. Right, the whole Kittimer thing. Yeah, so you you, mm-hmm. you do kind of learn all of that, um, which I think is is really this in this episode is really important in in the sense of this begins the story of Worf, which in a couple of episodes, you know, Tasha is killed and he does step into the chief of security role. Mm-hmm. So it does kind of give that does make that pathway a lot easier for the viewer because we do know him because up until then you know you, you see a cling on the bridge and it was kind of just for show but now you really get the story that he's a human race Klingon and that you know this is you know he hasn't had a lot of Klingon interaction uh, and I do like the end you know, you know as which he- I think is interesting and I probably need to go back and watch more Worf episodes but you know, like, because we get a lot more Worf in, like, season three, um, you know, particularly with the Clown Civil War, you know, with mm-hmm. Doros, if you may recall, briefly yeah. a little bit, you know, um, and... They start the, building out that story. And some of the things with the Clean High Council, blah, blah, blah. But right. I'm just like, um, where did Worf gain, because he, again, was raised by humans, where did he gain kind of, like, all his like fighting prowess and then also like all his background on like Klingon ceremony and culture um, and kind of can stand toe to toe with honestly, you know, like others in the Klingon high council, you know, come season three. It's just like, I'm not, I don't recall if we get that, if we get like where that all comes from. I don't know if we do. Um, but I don't, rem- I don't remember, uh, to be honest, but I, I'm, it's just know. like, it made me, because yeah, I mean, this, this episode made a point to really make it clear that this is one of his first, and I, I don't think only, but one of his first exposures to other Klingons, at least as of late. And it was a big deal. And I'm just like, you know, how, where, how did he get to where he is like later on? Yeah, and he does say, you know, when he addresses the Klingon captain on the other ship, he does kind of know like the procedural things, like which is interesting. Like he asks yeah. for like yeah. a, a ceremony to kind of buy them some time and hear the whole story and like barter right. barter with the captain, which the captain refuses. But um, you know, as things kind of boil out of you know broil over, and and the Klingons make their very makeshift gun out of oh my god on the bell, which the you were laughing slash phaser which they don't really differentiate I, there are things like that that bother me but i was just like it looks like literally things you find at a 99 cent store and then you like kind of like cobble it together it literally looks like things that you would buy at jack's oh, yeah. dollar yeah. store yeah absolutely uh yeah. you know uh but i thought it was an inventive story piece uh you know it it does kind of harken back a little bit and i don't I don't remember if this where this takes place, whether Star Trek six had already come out or not. I'm blanking on like the uh, Star Trek six was uh, 91, 91. Yeah. So, so I guess not there. yet. Yeah. So. Um, but anyway, you know, that's uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, get out of here. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, I found the episode 
kind of enjoyable. I mean, you get the de- Vul- uh, the Vulcan. I was going to say the Vulcan, the Klingon death cry, right? Yes. Which yes. you know does carry through the entire series. Um, yeah, and, I don't know if they do it like Deep every Space single Nine. time, but yes, it, it happens here and there. Like when yeah. Kramer dies, he does it. Yeah, yeah. Like so, yeah. I mean, I you know I thought it was a, uh, I thought it was a good you know not a bad episode. You know, it's, it's yeah, it was enjoyable. Like not bad, not great. And and it never really felt like Worf's like the description says. I don't really ever feel that Worf's loyalty was ever questionable. Okay, there was that one scene in the corridor where Tasha right. comes to arrest the Klingons, and Worf is staying there like a fucking idiot. He's going, his head is just going back and forth. It's like, which side should I choose? Cut to commercial break. Oh, he's like looking again, like back and forth. Which side is going to choose? I'm like, this is ridiculous. It's just like so overdramatic and over the top. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was, like, so it was bad, very, so you know, built to, to do a commercial break there for sure. Yeah. Uh, and then the whole thing with the child, which, you know, again, uh, does show a little bit about Klingon honor there. And and not taking innocent victims, which you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, is fine. I, I don't know that that they. I don't know how honorable they stick to that. Yeah, I wrote. I love how Worf. This is my. I'm going back to my live commentary. Your, your live commentary. <laughs> I love how Worf just stands there looking back and forth like a complete idiot. That's how I wrote. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, you know, he, you know, the, yes, it's definitely questionable, but he does. He does, you know, he does do the right thing. He does, you know, he's he's never been on their side per se, but he he's interested in their story and why they're acting the way they are. And he does kind of, he does speak to how you need to, I mean, this is a very good lesson. You know, this is early days of Next Generation. They're trying to carry those stories where they teach you something. This one isn't so much over the head like we've talked about you and I have talked about in the past, but you know how controlling your emotions and is important. Um, but in the end, I, he you know he does do the right thing and he he does kill the Klingon essentially. Uh, <laughs> the Klingon like falls down and fall and the entire floor falls apart. I was just like, what what the hell? <laughs> Oh yeah, you were you were saying that I was the, like, wow, this transparent aluminum is really fragile or something. Like yeah, he literally that's... just keels over and then the entire floor gives way. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's that's real delicate flooring and engineering. You know, I again uh things done for dramatic so emphasis. Dramatic. I mean, yeah, I just feel like this is the thing with like, you know, they just like throw all these things and to make it dramatic or just to like, oh, this is new and shiny. Like, for example, like a good, a really good example would be actually uh, in Counter Farpoint where they do the saucer separation for no really good reason other than to kind of show off saucer separation. Yeah. You never see that ever again until Best of Both Worlds and then never again until Generations. So, you know, at least Best of Both Worlds, there was a tactical reason for it. But, you know, honestly- they did, in But Farpoint, they did mention it in this episode, which I thought was interesting. Yes, yes. They did, but it never happens. It happens twice in the entire series. I, I'm like 99% sure. It's like, it only happens twice in the entire series and then once in the movie and then that's it. Yeah. So there's just like these like things that they like kind of throw out there, but like, oh, new and shiny, like this like, you know, this like visor transmitter thing, you know, for whatever reason, just to be like something different and then never again. Yeah. Um, yeah, just but like, it, you know, they throw things to see what's Yeah. Sticks. 
hoping I, like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, let's, oh, this noodle sticks, the noodle sticks. Yeah. You know, I'm like making this motion in my hand as if all listeners can see it, but you know. <laughs> That's what they're doing. But, they're but I also, also, also remember that this is the first new Star Trek series since the original series. We've only had, what, four or five movies? Um, four movies. 1986 would be um, Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home. And then I can't remember when. Well, 91 was six. So when did five yes. come out? Anyway, I don't, uh, I don't I remember. Don't, five don't, is in there somewhere, but... Uh, so, you know, they are trying different and new things and trying to figure out their footing here and, and all they've really have to go on besides these ideas is like a Bible, you know, a, a, um, a show Bible that kind mm-hmm. of gives some of the descriptions of each of the characters and what their backstories might or might not be. And then that's it. So they are kind of, kind of creating things on the go here week to week and, uh, for for the first season, like someone's cross that's like gimmicky to me. They just try to be like kind of gimmicky, and hoping that it like. Yeah, but I don't think like I cool. you know watching yeah watching this now and and I think that's the thing about going back and watching these old episodes is that you're looking at it through your who you are now and I'm thinking back to the 14 year old boy who's watching this and sure. thinking you know this is pretty cool seeing other cool yeah I mean. You know, so, you know, I think, I think, and also back then there, they are just throwing things up against the wall and just trying yeah. things to see what, what, what will kind of capture people's attention and what, what fits story-wise. So, um, you know, I, I think it's an enjoyable first season It's like, episode. So it's, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I, you know, but uh, yeah, I, I think that's mainly my thoughts. What other, do you have any other thoughts on the heart of I, glory i feel like you cover most of it i'm looking at back again on my live commentary oh yes oh yes. i said it's really weird that the captain of the Klingon ship has a Klingon and federation federation logo behind him that was bizarre i had no idea why we were given that it made no sense um to me whatsoever. well i think it, i think it does kind of show that this is the the big thing about this is that this is this time period there is no Klingon there is no war they're not warring between Klingons yeah but it's not like you have a Klingon logo on the Federation ship like you know it just seems silly was it a I because I don't remember I didn't I didn't pick up on that was it a Federation symbol or was it yes it was the UFP logo it was like okay it was right. the United Nations but with the stars. Yes, oh, it was that okay. one. Gotcha. Okay. All yes. Right. It was like to his right. You should maybe you need to rewatch the episode and pay more attention. But to the <laughs> right, to the Klingons, his respective right, our left, is a UFP logo. And then to his left is okay. the Klingon the Klingon logo. And I was like, okay, that's weird. Hmm. That's really bizarre. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I I was like, sure. And we never see that again. So whatever. Um, well, and you see, you do see a really old Klingon ship from basically from the original series. The same. Oh, was it was design original series? The, you know, the same. Yeah, it was. They did not. Do, you know, this was not the. It wasn't like Korcha, a Corvacha class that, you know, eventually this was a you know looked like a basic D seven Klingon ship. It was D seven E. E. D seven E E Y. D seven E looking. 
Um, the disruptor made from the 99 cent store. <laughs> yes. Um, um, oh, can, I was like, can they not get a transporter lock on this Klingon when he was like pointing his disruptor at the warp core? I was like, just transport him into space. <laughs> Tosh is like, we can't get close to him. We have to wait him out. I was like, are you fucking stupid? <laughs> like Tasha, what you wait like what forty hours for him to like step away from the warp core? Oh, so stupid. Like, well, I think that that is a normal <laughs> hostage, you know, hostage procedure. They they don't just they storm have so in. much technology at their disposal. Yeah, like like I don't know, knock out of gas, you know, transform into space. Like there's like options here. <laughs> Idiots. Um. <laughs> The the really trans the really fragile transparent transparent aluminum. Oh, yes. yes oh, course. and my final comment. Um, that con scream pan out. When oh yes, yeah. You like pan out. Yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. And then I said, well, that's over. I hope you enjoyed my live commentary. <laughs> that's really it. I I yeah. think I had more complaints than accolades, but. You know, that's uh, gonna, yes, that's gonna be the trend for this episode and the next episode, I would imagine, right? Because you, yeah. well, and to, to remind everyone, you join you, you started watching Next Generation in the third season, uh, yes, that's when whereas I, that's when I, I, I really got I will, on the wagon, right? I watched it from the beginning, I, I had seen a great deal of the original series and the movies, so but there uh, is like a remarkable difference in quality between season one and season two and then between season two and season three it's even more stark yeah they are you know they do get better uh, and but i also think that this is better than the early episodes of season one so they are sort fair. of they are they are picking up their stride like the like one the, with the really racist one with all the black people yes that one yes. i don't remember the name of that one but that one was like um, yikes. yeah and then that, that's the one where you have the spike love that makes his appearance in lower decks oh right 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 I remember the name of that episode. Uh, was it code of not was it code of honor it is code of honor yeah God. and that was the third episode that was the third the, episode get out of here or the fourth the four, technically the fourth oh my god we should have watched that just so i can complain more <laughs> no i think i think we've gotten enough, of <laughs> enough? I, I think this is more than enough uh, <laughs> you know so but it you know it is you know, it is better than you know earlier in the season so i think they are yeah. they are getting their their stride here i mean it's a few episodes before skin of evil and then conspiracy which is a actually a you know that was int- that was interesting that was actually interesting a, uh interesting episode because you had this like that's one of those dream. things that again missed opportunities but missed that, opportunities they yes. could have really carried that into season two and made season two quite interesting with this potential conspiracy but yeah but we don't serialize um, things here no we and we you know we don't yeah we don't go back to it except you know except when it comes to the borg they do go back to the borg but Just um but there we go. So um, there's season one's episode for 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 review. And next week we're gonna go <laughs> to review and enjoyment. Um, yes. <laughs> next next week we're gonna jump into season two. And do you want to share with our listeners which episode you've chosen for season two? Yeah. Well, we were like uh, going back and forth on it. I mean, I um, I was originally thinking, what would you call it? Oh. Um, was it time squared yes time squared, time squared. Yeah. that's one where you get the 
Picard from like what a day in the future or something like that. Yep, something like that. Um, yeah. But then we brought Lower Decks um, and we briefly talked about the season two trailer and how there's we get a glimpse of like one of the martial arts outfits from the Icarus Factor. And we we're like, yes. oh, what was the Icarus Factor? Because we haven't seen that in a long time. Yep. So I think we're going to go back to watch the Icarus Factor, which is yeah. uh, season two, episode 14, which is, actually, which is actually right after Times Square, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, they're back to back. So, yeah. you know, maybe I'll watch Times Square and then watch the Icarus Factor for a yeah. little uh, next generation um, there, you know, there are some good season two episodes, but we're trying to pick ones a little, just one. little we're just trying to pick one. Yeah. Just uh, a taste. Yeah. A taste of season two and also one that's you know, a moosh boosh. Yeah. Maybe not the most popular episodes, but uh, just something interesting to talk about that we haven't watched in a while. So talk about complain about. Uh, yes. You know, yeah. you know, <laughs> etc etc yada yada so yeah all right all right well i think um that about does it Uh, i don't really have any other particular thoughts when it comes to this episode i think um i think yeah i think my i think your commentary and then my live commentary more or less covered the majority of the main points yes i mean I can go on and on about the whole visor transmitter thing if you want me to, but no, I think I think we we get it. We we get it. We 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 get it, and we never see it again. So why never why again. why why carry on with it? But <laughs> uh, well, yes. all right. I guess that uh, satisfies that discussion. All right. So why don't we move on to pay a visit to Deanna? Come in. Hi. You got a minute. Sure. All right. right, So, so, oh, oh. I was going to start, but I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you how things are going. Why don't you, why don't you go? Well, um, what do do you have to share with Deanna this week? Well, all right. So I have some, some fun news and some, some less fun news. Okay. So the funny, the the really fun news is that we have booked our vacation for the summer. Yeah, uh, we are going to Hawaii and Napa for for vacation this year. You're never coming back. Uh, may not. Uh, so yeah, I'm really really excited about it. Hawaii is a dream vacation, and uh, really excited to be able to doing it. So goodbye forever. Yeah um paradise yeah we may just stay there i mean who knows uh i've never been to hawaii so i don't know what i'm missing out on no i you know and so part of uh when i when i shared it with people was i shared it in the context of being a huge magnum pi the original magnum pi show fan and that was my view of hawaii and uh so now i get to go and visit that and uh see whether uh, i had a crush on hawaii or whether i had a crush on tom Selleck as magnum pi i don't know mm. um but uh, i'm ex- really excited about that and then we're we're flying to san francisco and we're driving north to napa and uh we're going to stay in uh kind of a farmhouse kind of setup like a l- little bit off the grid 
and it has a beautiful view, beautiful sunset view, in fact. So, and we're going to do some wine tastings and just chill out there. So that's very uh, relaxing. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Uh, Dennis is having a real struggle with like having to wait a couple of months to go on this trip. He wants to go now. <laughs> so uh, he's, he's itching for travel and for vacation uh and uh so he's a he's a little you know a little crazy about it but it's uh i mean it's still pretty far away yeah it's 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 a little over two months and um yeah and i told him not to wish our life away and that it will be here soon enough uh but we have some you know other things coming up between now and then and um so yeah so that's the good news Uh, what else is happening between now and then well, so it's our anniversary. It's uh, mm. my birthday. Yes. Uh, so there's a few. I things thought you that... had more trips. I was like, "What are you talking about?" Well, we do have. We do both have Memorial Day weekend off, so we may do something like a little short something. Okay. But we'll see. Um, we'll see what happens. We haven't really talked too too much about that. So, uh, <laughs> and Vegas. In August, in Vegas, in August. Uh, <laughs> so we do need to start planning that because that's in three months. TBD. Um, so yeah, uh, Wait, are we definitely going or not really? Or we're still up for discussion? No, I think uh, I mean in my mind, I think I'm seventy five percent there. Do you have the vacation days? No, I I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I haven't looked at my bank of time yet, but. Uh, or we you plan know, to work, maybe. I mean, you know, I could possibly remote, work, remote work, do some remote work uh, if I had to. Um, but I think, you know, I could probably squeeze a couple of extra days out of out of that uh, to be able to to go. And um, you know, it's it would be our first Star Trek convention. Uh, so yeah, it would be. I've never uh, been to one, so yeah. So uh, I have not either. I've been to Comic Con, New York Comic Con, but I've never been to a. I don't think I ever. Yeah, I've never. I've also never been to Comic Con. Oh, that's any. in October. Maybe we'll maybe we'll check that out. It's like gonna be so many people. That want yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say. Um. Uh, so yeah, well, that's fun. It's something to look forward to. It's always yes. nice. It's something to look forward to. Yes, exactly. Uh. So there's that going on, and then I. I gave a little bit of a glimpse at the end of last episode that I was struggling with HBO Max <laughs> and um, what happened. The, the full story is that uh, I hate it. I, I, yeah, they are on my shit list of uh-huh. companies that are horribly run and not consumer centric at all. Uh, so my credit card was compromised. I got a new credit card. And uh, the credit card that my HBO account was under, uh, when they couldn't authorize the payment, they what they do is they HBO cancels your account, cancels it, which is the absolute most absurd thing. Yeah, that's interesting that they don't just like send you some sort of note. Nope, nope. They say you're canceled without any warning to like that you're just canceled. And so I had a promo on there for you know for a cheaper rate for a year and um 
So I didn't want to sign back up because the minute I did that or changed my information, it went back to the full price. And I was like, no, I have a promo. And so I went through this whole process of contacting customer support. Um, but first of all, I one comment I want to make that I made to you today that I thought is pretty ingenious is that apparently HBO Max skipped the streaming services 101 class where you if you if your customer's payment is not processed you put their account on hold and you right. allow them to update the the account you don't yeah. outright cancel their account yeah uh and so you know this That's is where good. my irritation began and then the first tier customer service that i spoke to i mean first of all i had to go through the story like three times to make them understand it which it's pretty basic, but they were like, yeah. well, why didn't you, when you're like, they asked me, why didn't you, when your credit card was canceled, update your payment thing? Because I have three credit cards and I don't remember off the top of my head, which one has, which, you know, right. which is paying for which thing. And so, um, which irritated the F out of me with that, like feeling like I was being persecuted for having my credit card compromised mm -hmm. and, um, so that was annoying. And so then they said, well, I can't do anything. I have to push it up to customer service level two. Right. And I was like, fine, whatever. I, I did call like a week later cause I hadn't heard anything. And they were like, yeah, it's mm -hmm. still in the queue for customer service level two. Oh I was like, God. this is absolute bullshit. Uh, and as this process goes on, you'll probably hear my language get worse and worse, <laughs> but, um, so then a week after that, so we're already two, right. two plus weeks into this yeah, yeah. customer service level two calls me. I pick up, I talk to them. They're like, nope, I can't do anything about this. I have to push this up to level three. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? This is not rocket science, people. This is restore my promo. Mm -hmm. Let me give you a new credit card and continue on our way. Instead, this takes, you know, ridiculous amounts of hours on my part and on their part for something ridiculously simple as restoring a promo right, um, right. for a multi-billion dollar company mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. a $3 off a month promo. Yeah. <laughs> like it wasn't like I was getting it for half off or paying a dollar a month for their service, you know, so. Sure. But at this point, it's like for you, if you was like the principal of it, it's not. Oh, it's totally about the principal. It's not even Absolutely. like the $3 you're saving per month. No, it's just the ridiculousness of them not being customer service centric. So I um, I waited again, two, two plus weeks passed. Oh my God. <laughs> Another two weeks, not even a call this time. And in fact, the, the, person I talked to you on the level two said, okay, is this a good number? When can we call you? I was like, you know, yes, you can call me whenever it's fine. It's my mobile phone. Yeah. You know, it'll be fine. Uh, so I figured, oh, you know, they'll call me in a couple of days. Never got a call at 12 15 in the AM. So midnight, actually I woke up one the next morning or I was still up like sort of going to bed and I opened up my email and saw something from HBO and they, they sent me an email and said, hi, Mike, here, you know, here's the new promo code, blah, blah, blah. Like, here's what you need to do. Um, and I was like, and then the next morning when I looked at it again and I was like, wow, this, this literally took over a month 
to solve. Yeah. Uh, then the next email I get is, how do we do? <laughs> so I was telling you today, yeah, as, yeah. I was, I was, uh, funny. I, as I was renewing, like setting up the HBO service and everything again, um, then I decided to do that and I ripped them apart in this survey. And I was like, you don't care about your customers at all. There's no reason why this should have gone through three levels of customer service. Mm -hmm. I wrote in caps in part of the Oh my God. I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. You were incensed. I was incredulous. So now it it is totally about the, and, and here's the thing that I told you that is totally true. When a company does this bullshit, they, I will never be a promoter for, for HBO Max. Sure. If they, I might've, if they had said after a month, oh, I'm, we're so sorry. This took so long for us to resolve. Uh, here's, a, here's like six months free or something like that, where they actually care. Right. For, for this, I got nothing. And so I was mm-hmm. like, you know, I will never actually be a promoter. If they ever come to us and say, hey, can we, can <laughs> we pr- promote, can, can you promote <gasps> us? on on this podcast i would be like fuck no you you have the biggest idiots running your customer service that i have ever like and 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 to be honest like this isn't the the people who are on each level this is not this is an endemic system it's It's a a system system that is horribly structured disempowers their own people waste their time and resources like it's just so horribly done. Like frontline people should have the ability to create to to correct a problem like this. Right. Like reinstate my my promo. Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. This is on your account. You know, just enter a new credit card so number. Basic. It's just like basic. It's stuff. just it's streaming services one hundred and one. They skip the class and. I told them as much in some very incensed language. And then I also put, we'll see if you care. You asked for feedback. Let's see if you do anything with it. Let's see if you reach out to me. Here's my email. I put it in the survey here. This is my account email. So you'll know how to get to me. Um, Let's see if you really do care or whether I will wait two to three weeks for another response or a response that will come in two to three weeks or never like i was so like i'm so you were over it. i'm yes, over you it. Were incredulous and... uh, in fact you know after this promo ends in september uh granted the one thing that hbo has going for them is they do have a couple of series that are really good babylon 5 and babylon 5 is on there and um you know i i'm not really ready to go back to movies to the movie theater not really ready for that um i don't know that i will ever be um and you know i'm i actually really i although um some of the producers of dune the new version of dune aren't very happy that hbo is releasing it the same day as in theaters uh, later in the fall is more now in question oh is it now yeah they're going to actually save dune for theatrical well, they were going to do both. and They and, were. They yeah, were. But so, now they might They might be changing their minds about that. Wow. So um, that would, would be the one thing. That, that would be the one thing that I would, you know, stick around and, and for each, like things like that. Sure. If I don't have to go to the movie theater, then yes, that's worth sure. it. But so end of rant. I'm never going to be a promoter. But hashtag never forget.
never hashtag absolutely never forget. never yet um and you know so we'll see if they ever contact me uh, i'll update I mean, i'll oh, update everyone okay keep us surprised i would not be surprised if you did not get a response on those oh i won't be surprised at all i, yeah, it would I would be not, the last would thing. not be shocked um and then the other thing that's annoying in my life right now is that we had our our front doors redone and everything and we got new mailboxes and new mailboxes need to be inspected by the post office and so um we have been waiting literally three plus weeks they still have not come to inspect these new mailboxes i have to go to the post office and get my mail which they can barely never find so i got mail from over a week ago and this is this is now the second or third package that they cannot find i'm just uh, it's it's so between hbo max number one and the post office number two on my shit list like it's just it you know what really bothers me it's just the level of incompetence that is running these places incompetence yes it's just unbelievable and no one takes any ownership for it they all just pass the buck and if you as yeah. a consumer are screwed, you're screwed. Like they don't care. Right. There's no, there's no effect to them personally. They don't take pride in helping and helping another customer. Uh, so it's in the same with HBO. It's just, this is all the things. Yeah, it's, yeah. So I'm just over this. So it's really, really frustrating. And, and, it, you know, I have another package in transit that will probably wow. end up in some fucking void uh that i'll like have to some, wait stuck somewhere in a space bubble warp yeah, bubble, whatever warp bubble they're in a, they're, all my mail is stuck in a warp bubble. it's like with beverly somewhere yes uh oh one that is consistently growing because the more mail it just sucks <laughs> in um but so yeah it's so those are the annoying things in my life but i'm still looking forward to hawaii yeah, Annoy- yeah. Annoyances aside, you know, and my annoyances really come down to these big things where customers are not taken care of. Customers are not. It's always the small things, though, that like compound and then yeah. it becomes a big thing because it's like so unnecessary that it becomes a big thing. Yeah. And, I, you know, it's just yeah, it's crazy that we still yeah. have not three weeks later, we still have not gotten our mailboxes inspected, like how hard it is. Yeah. to come bring locks for the mailboxes yeah. install the locks and so make sure they're secure and that's it yeah it's really silly it's dumb so anyway that's what's going on with me please brighten our listeners day with some <laughs> rays of sunshine from johnson lee's life uh i mean i don't really have much going on that's like i think particularly uplifting um a bunch of my fish have died <laughs> because are they um, dying or are they being eaten by the and then no they like legit died so they're floaters so usually in my tank they disappear because the crabs and the snails will get them oh okay yeah so they become food for everything else oh. um it's like the circle of life is happening in my tank mm. but no they like had some like there were some like disease issues. They were sick and stuff like that. Um, I have two fish that are fine, but 
I'm like, if I want to get more fish, I need to, there's this whole process where basically I need to take those two fish out. I need to put them in a hospital tank and I need to let this tank kind of sit without fish for like two months. Oh, really? Because two then months. it'll let it, the parasites will die off. Because the thing is, I can't use a medication in this tank. This is a lot of information now. I can't use a medication in this tank because it'll kill off like the coral and everything else. Because there's medication for fish, but it kills off not it kills off invertebrates. So coral oh. is an invertebrate. Crabs. And you've invested a lot of money into right. coral. There's more money in the coral than the fish. Yeah. So yeah. I have to take the fish out. I have to put them in another tank. I'm setting up another tank in my bedroom, like a small one. Okay. That's going to be like a hospital tank. Um, I'm going to let this tank sit for two months. And by in two months time, around two months time, that li- it, all the parasites and the whatever will die off. Um, and then because they don't have they don't they, they don't have food they, food. they they don't yeah they just kind of waste away and die off and, and then, the, the anemone and the other things won't be, be affected they'll be fine but um, won't the anemone miss the clownfish it doesn't care it, it has no it has no feelings so whatever okay and then it's like this whole process so i had to buy another tank not not like all fancy not I didn't make it myself this time. It was just like something off Amazon. I bought like a small table off Amazon to put the tank on, which is like <laughs> kind of ugly, but I'm like, whatever. I'm going to throw the whole thing out after I'm done with it. Um, and uh, because it doesn't fit with my decor. So that's of course. Um, and uh, yeah, so now it's this whole process. So I'm doing that right now because I'm not, I'm, you're supposed I can to see pull- the yeah. one of the two fish still swimming in the background. Oh, they're maybe fine. I can. Oh, two, I can see the, the two. Yeah, the two that are alive are like totally fine. They're like what for whatever reason they're immune. Um, okay. To the parasitic infection that killed the other fish, I don't. They just build immunity, or there's I don't know the resistance. What happens to the crabs and the shells and the the shrimp or whatever else? Like, they'll be fine. Oh, they'll all be fine. They'll be fine. Because I'm still gonna feed them. It's just like the um, the parasites won't have anything to eat. So, got it. So yes. So that's one thing that's going on that I'm like, oh, something to have to deal with. Well, you were getting a little bored with the tank, so maybe but now this, this is, is a little like, now. But now this is not. This is just like annoying. Now it's just like now it's just like forced labor. You know, how are you going to ensure in two months that that it is fine now to put your fish back in there? So that is usually kind of the rule of thumb when it comes to these kind of situations where basically all of the common parasites after like around two months time, they'll just die off. No. But then in my other tank, the the hospital tank, I'm going to be medicating them. So. Oh, okay. Yes. So that one I'm going to, I'm going to medicate. And then um, basically, so there'll be, so the parasites won't, will be eliminated from that tank through medication. Um, and then they'll be put back in in around two months. Okay. So and then you whole, can buy more fish and repopulate this. Yeah. Tank. But now I'm like, I need to like, so this is like a very, it's, it's a very like standard procedure to quarantine livestock before you put it into your tank but i'm not good at doing that because i don't want to set up another you need to have another tank you need to have a whole another aquarium 
just for that purpose to quarantine the fish to medicate them it's like oh my god but this is fine um so there's that um it's fine it's a project it's something to do with my life and then i don't know i mean what else i mean work is work is good it's keeping me busy uh i need to write a blog post for our uh, our company blog um so that's that's all, that's all my list of things. I started writing it. I was like, I don't know if anyone's going to read this, but you know, um, I have to put some effort into it. You know, can't, can't just like look like an idiot. You know, like I just like have to put some effort into it. Um, have to make sure it's in English and sounds coherent. So, and had some thoughts. There um, we go. So it's that. And then speaking of incompetence, so I told you about this. Um, oh, right. So, yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, I, um, as, as, some of our listeners may may know uh, my dad passed away last year and it was due to it was due to various reasons Ooh. but um one of the causes is co- was covid he he caught covid in the hospital it was like a whole mess um and basically fema is um offering funeral assistance for anyone who has had family members pass away from COVID. So I've been helping my mom to apply for that. And I called FEMA this week because you have to call them. You can't apply online. You need to call them I'm like, okay. And it was, I, I also provided you live commentary. <laughs> yes, it was she like did. Yes. the most laborious process. This wasn't even like, I don't know why it had to be a phone call. I just don't understand why it had to be a phone call. Like, it was like all the questions this person was asking me were basic questions. And it wasn't like an interview. You know, sometimes like these like government agencies, they need to interview you to make sure that like, you know, that you're, that you qualify, that whatever, right? It wasn't, they didn't ask any interview questions. Like she was literally just asking me like, how do you spell the name? The address. Social security number, the name of the hospital, things like that, like very basic. And she had to like, she, she had to basically repeat back to me every single letter, like hospital, H-O-S-P-I. I was like, oh my God, get me out of here. Um, and then, then the, the areas where I had like a question, I was like, oh, can you clarify um, what you, what information you're looking for? She would just be like, I'm just, I'm just reading what's on the screen. And I was just like, what use are you? Um, because that's really just not helpful. Like, and this is like the, this is the hotline that FEMA offers for funeral assistance. And I'm asking you like, what is this question? What are you looking for in this question? And she cannot offer me an answer. Like, because I did that twice. I asked her twice for clarification. And she was like, I, I, I can only read to you what's on the screen. So I was just like, I don't understand. And that took an hour. It took an hour. And then like she sent me like basically like the submission. It was just two pages of information. And then I need, still need to submit additional information. I need, still need to submit like the funeral home, not the funeral, this, the funeral home receipt, the death certificate. I'm just like, I don't understand why we had to go through all of this. I just don't get it. So yeah, it was just like very frustrating. 
Um, it was this whole process. I felt that she was incompetent. She didn't know what she was doing. She didn't know why she was there. Like, it was just like this whole thing where I just, I, I, it was just a massive waste of my time and energy, her time and energy. It was just like ridiculous. I was, I was, I was, in, I was incredulous. You were, yes. I, I have the play by play. I was there. It was like yeah. I was there. You were, yeah, you were there yeah. with me on the phone for yes. like fifty minutes. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll, I have no idea. It's just like, yeah. Now this is different. It's not HBO Max. I mean, it's. I guess it's like the post office. It's like you know, government agency. It's just like completely unorganized. Um, it's bureaucracy at its worst. Bureaucracy, yeah. It's just like I. I feel that pe- they want people to call to slow down the process and to also probably like make it less easy for people to apply. Like, because literally, it's you have to, like it. It's a process to call. It's a process to go through all this information with someone on the phone. Um, I could see for some people it could be a little bit daunting, you know, like to have to like sure. call someone versus fill out an online form. Like it, it's just like all these things. It's just like so silly. So yeah, it's uh, ridiculous, but it's probably meant to to decrease fraud and also to slow down the payment process. So that probably. they, you know, so uh, yeah. So yes. we've been dealing with these machinations of machinations. of bureaucracy (laughs) bureaucratic machinations that are just overwhelmingly complicated and and stupid so yeah yeah and i'm just like you know just replace all these people with robots you know just just let can we can these robot overlords please just take over and just streamline everything and make everything like an excel sheet you know i am i'm ready to kind of just make things easier so anyway yeah so i just want to make things simpler and then yeah it it was like so funny so i was also listening to a podcast yesterday um where they were kind of talking about how the u.s population growth is slowing so this is this is a total tangent but it's very interesting so it was a podcast talking about how the u.s population growth is slowing and how that's a potential problem because that's gonna a probably result in our economy slowing down, but then B also an aging population. And at the end of the day, it's like, there are going to be more old people. And it's like, who's going to take care of all these old people, you know? And I'm like, and they were talking through solutions. I'm like, robots, just, you know, build robots to take care of the old people. And that's going to solve all our problems. Like robots are the solution. So, you know, I believe in it. I think that that's the future. Um, so robots at the post office, robots, um, at the nursing homes, you know, I, I, I think that that, that's the way we need to go to solve our issues. So, yeah, anyway. Okay. Well, shall we wrap this up? Sure. I'm yeah. Unless you had any additional commentary. No, no, I have nothing else to add to to that piece of. Uh, I don't know that robots. After after watching, uh, Picard season one, not you know robots taking over the world does not interest me, but I, I can see some value in 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 roboticizing some 
some aspects of life. Sure. Yeah. Well, anyway. Oh, did you want to talk about our sponsor? Well, of course. We'll, we'll mention Fansets, which sponsors all of the podcasts on the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. Uh, I don't have any specific picks this week, although uh, May 1st did release some new pins, which I didn't talk about last week. So they did release a Nog pin, uh, a, Titan, oh. a Titan pin, and uh, two other pins that I cannot think of which, which ones they are. But um, that is... Uh, let me see if I can quickly find those. I mean, do we all need to wait here for you to figure out what these pins were? No, you. Do. I guess we oh, are. We are. <laughs> we are. We are waiting. I mean, those are the two. Those are the two big pins. I'm actually um, shocked they never had a Nong pin before. That's new. Yeah, that is new. Uh, Esri Dax came out this. This. Oh uh, yeah, I'm sure people are. Oh, in and- line for Esri. <laughs> and. Um, and then, oh, so they did release two of the new pin moji pins of uh, Burnham and Picard. So, oh, okay. There we go. So, those were the March 1st releases. So, but if you head over to fan sets and put a bunch of pins in your cart, uh, if you have more than $30, you'll save in the US free shipping, but also you can save 10% off your order by using the code DSPRIDE at checkout, and that'll save you 10%. And if you're over $30, you'll get free shipping. So it's a good deal all around. So we we thank Fansets for sponsoring Deep Space Pride and also the Truck Geeks podcast network. Is it human Picard or is it like the Golem Picard? Or does uh, this is a, I would say, this is a movie Picard. Oh, okay. So not like the Picard from Picard. It's like... no. This is the movie Picard. Okay. Um. From uh. From, so not when he's like from First and... Contact and oh, from, okay. yeah, from not first... when he's like old and frail. No, no, no. First Contact, that kind of era with the the gray and the black. Okay. Uh, uniforms, which I really I thought were really good. I li- I do like those uniforms. They looked like kind of warm though. It was like too many layers. Yes, but remember, space is cold. Yes. Anyway, uh, so there thanks, we go. Fansets. Yeah, thank you, Fansets. And uh, so that's, you know. That about does it for this episode, yeah. Yeah. Well, how, Mike, how can uh, our loyal listeners contact us if they have any thoughts or questions about how robots are our future? Sure. They can email us at deepspacepride at gmail.com. And they can also, we'd love for them to follow us uh, or DM us on Twitter or Instagram at Deep Space Pride. That's our handles on both places. So, and and I have to give a shout out to you, uh, especially for our um, for our socials on Instagram. Oh. They are they. So everyone out there who follows us on Instagram, those captions and those pictures are all the brilliant genius of johnson uh, images images what did i say pictures oh images sorry yes same thing whatever uh you know tomato tomato mm. same thing okay. uh but the snarky comments on the images thank you uh 
and also the uh, descriptions of all our episodes are all the brilliant genius of, of Johnson. And I have very little to do with that part of it. I do say it's okay. You do the editing. You do the I editing. Do, I do do some, I do the editing of the podcast, uh, but you do that. And once in a while, I will suggest a few changes to the description for our episode, but not, not usually. Um, Cause by that time I'm just done. Like get yeah, it out, like, get, it get it out, out. get it out. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. So follow us over on Instagram. Cause I think that those are really cool. Um, in fact, we just posted uh, a social post for last week's episode on the enterprise yes. finale which correct uh your commentary on was very uh very apropos so, <laughs> so go yes. give us a like over there you can also ds dm us on that uh i am behind a little bit on my twitter follow-up so if you've sent us a message over on twitter i'm a little bit behind on that um but uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. And also, just to give you a little preview, we, we are going to have a giveaway in a couple of weeks. Yes. So sure. following us on social is a great place to find out about this giveaway. And that is probably how you're going to have to enter. So uh, we have a, something coming, coming to us very shortly that we'll be able to give away and uh we are excited about it and uh we'll tell you more in probably next week's episode although that's a little bit early but we'll figure it out yeah probably we'll probably do it next week's episode because that'll be the week before the actual launch of what's happening so yes so yeah so really good time to go follow us on social you may be able to win uh something really nice so it's exciting yeah do that and next week we're gonna be here talking about the icarus Icarus factor factor. which i which is your choice so i'm gonna throw you know so if that one falls flat that's all on you okay you know so i like barely remember this episode i just remember the outfits that's all i remember I, i remember the uh the fighting between Riker and his dad we're talking so, about the same thing. They're fighting, like, are you talking about the verbal? No, I'm talking verbal? about the verbal. You're okay. talking about the physical. The yes. Physical, yes. So, so that's what's happening next week. Correct. There we go. There we go. All right. Well, Mike, thank you for being here with me to talk about Heart of Glory. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was a delight. Um, I had so much fun watching and complaining you know and i can't wait to do it again next week there we go uh we will probably have some more complaining next some week. thoughts awesome we thoughts. we always have thoughts here uh deep space bride so yeah thanks everyone for joining us and we'll see you again next week thanks everyone bye Deep Space Pride is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.
looking at 